And we are back. Episode 15 of Boots the Podcast. And with us today is senior Matt Webby. Webby, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Anytime, man. This is going to be a good one. We're excited. We're, I know the staff's excited for this one as well. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this is your senior year, senior campaign. Uh, primarily a sprint freestylist, but also a uh, hundred butterfly. I, I do want to ask, I remember last year, uh, you know, we have a lot of women's only meets. So one of those opportunities, you know, the men's team, we did an inner squad meet and you decided to go old school, full body suit, hunted butterfly. Like, was that something you and coach Zach had talked about prior to, or do you just brought it and like, Hey, I want to try this out. Um, no, it wasn't something that we talked about beforehand. I know there's a stash of uh, those full body suits in the, uh, equipment closet and the years I've uh, you know found out which box has the good ones in it so uh, every once in a while when uh, there's no way meet or something about something yet we're doing something uh, in practice I'll throw one of those on you know just for uh, just for fun see how fast I can go with the uh, the old school full bodies no, I, I, I just remember like you just coming out of the locker room in a full body just for the like last, it was the last event of the inner squad meet and that was that was oh, a- yeah you gotta make a splash if you can, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, make, make your mark. Make your mark while you can. You definitely did that thing for sure. Um, so yeah, so you know, you are from Nashville, Tennessee. You know, yes, I am. Nowadays, uh, a hotbed for the sport almost, and you have quite the major now. Uh, you are in English literature and what's that? Comparative religion. Yep, I am English literature and comparative religion minor. Okay, with the minor comparative religion. Okay, okay. So, you know, let's, let's kind of talk about that journey because that was not your original major coming into college. So, like, let's talk about you came in studying X degree and then you made the transition, kind of like why that was and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I uh, came in as a biology pre-med major. Uh, I think that that was something that I really wanted to do after high school and that I really wanted to, you know, go to med school and – uh you know, be a bio major really interested me right out of school. And, you know, I really went the whole nine with it. I joined a pre-med professional fraternity on campus and, uh, you know, really like went after it. And then I think somewhere around my uh, sophomore year, I was kind of like, you know, I'm not really enjoying this very much. I didn't find the classes as interesting as I thought I would. And and it really wasn't, it wasn't really clicking with me. It wasn't really something that I decided I really wanted to do. So I kind of, you know, I guess maybe soul searching or whatever, but I decided that English literature and comparative religion were kind of a little bit more my speed and something that I was going to enjoy a lot more as my undergrad and something that I was going to think do better in just because I enjoyed uh, the subject matter and it wasn't something that I really had to, you know, slog through, something that I was actually intriguing to me and something that I found really interesting. So it made it a lot easier to kind of get the work done for it. Yeah, I mean, that's the old adage, right, of, you know, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And so I feel like you definitely have found that with, you know, this major and this minor that you're now pursuing and which is really cool. And I know for me, the first time I kind of saw out of you was during these, you know, Wednesday boot sessions that, you know, went from arguably noon, you know, before practice at three. I mean, and you were there obviously every day, you know, every Wednesday just talking about a variety of things, you know, not just inside the pool, but just so much more about life. Is there, a conversation from those Wednesdays that you distinctly remember? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know I really got, I got really heated about a lot of things. 
I'd get, I'd get really angry about, you know, talking about something, you know, it could be anything. Uh, mm-hmm. really kind of like focuses around kind of religion and literature as the things are really good. Um, and kind of, I guess philosophy kind of joins in there as well. But uh, yeah, I remember a lot of it would really, it was really, uh, really good sessions. We'd kind of just sit around and it might start off talking about like basketball or football, what's going on in the sports world. And by the end of it, we're talking about like, what is nihilism and like, what are we like? What are we doing on Earth? And it would get really deep and really philosophical. Yeah, broad range kind of, uh, I guess, that kind of like topic and that kind of subject matter. But I think that was really, I mean, I don't know if that one in particular jumps out at me as one, that, you know, the mo- most like, important or poignant or anything. But I mean, they all were really, I mean, I, that's why I always showed up. They're always really funny. They always ended up with some pretty, pressing uh, usually came out there at the end for sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, like you said, they, the conversation is completely varied from sports to pop culture to, you know, what's going on in the news and everything like that. It was just cool to have a space like that where, you know, it was pretty much a judge-free zone and, you know, you could talk about your opinions and it'd be legit conversations, which I know a lot of people, you know, that 18 to 22 bracket are almost afraid to have. So it was cool okay. to have open space for those days and hopefully you know maybe spring semester we can uh get back to those days we can only hope absolutely (laughs) absolutely absolutely so now talking about your background obviously you grew up in nashville and you know probably when you were growing up it wasn't the swim culture it is now i mean obviously you have your big name clubs there but now it's kind of taken over a storm of its own so i imagine when you were growing up you were probably one of a few friends of yours that swam like from like your school friends um, I'd say, I guess, I guess in a way, so I guess growing up, I was really only really swam summer league, right? Kind of for like my summer, like the, the neighborhood pool kind of thing. I only really swam for them. And then yeah, I, guess, I guess kind of started filling that, that role that you're kind of talking about when I was um, in middle school, I did a middle school swimming program. It was kind of like a, a winter sport thing. And I would do that after I was done playing football in the fall and before I'd start playing soccer in the spring. So that was kind of my swimming kind of in that little niche of like that middle of the year sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, the, it's like, I guess the swimming culture or really just kind of like the swimming current um, in Tennessee, especially the national area really wasn't at least, well, I don't know if not necessarily, I mean, it was, it was more that I, I wasn't really kind of like, part of that really big kind of swimming bigger like USA club swimming culture until really high school but definitely since I was in high school it's it's grown a lot and you've seen a lot of national players come out of Nashville and there's been a lot of really good club teams and really competitive club teams that are really making a name for themselves right now yeah I mean it's it's like unbelievable you know I know coach Zach and coach Jake you know two years ago you know trip down to Nashville and like they went to like four or five different clubs and each club had like three different sites and yeah you know, i mean yeah. as little as like five years ago that this wasn't a thing of people from that area of like you know the national area really going to you know big time division one schools no yeah there was a very uh i mean there's there's definitely a few there's definitely a few that would that would show up to kind of those bigger d1 schools but like for the most part i think i think tennessee swimming in general has really taken off in its depth i think for a really long time Tennessee swimming would kind of be like, oh, there is like, we've got a really, I think we'd probably have a top eight or state meet or I mean, I guess our regional meet that was really uh, comparable by competitive with a lot of other top eights. But once you got past the top eight, that'd be no, there's no one, there's no depth. But 
really where where Tennessee swimming's really filled out, right? Is that they this like now you can go 24 places down, and you can still have a kid who could potentially be competing at the mid-major level for Division One in their high school year, right? So I think that's I think that's really where the kind of the explosions come from. I don't know if necessarily the top eight's gotten that much faster, but I think that we've really got a better a better crop of kids kind of coming up in the uh, in like those kind of those B and C finals, right? And they they're becoming a lot faster. So the depth is definitely I think where like that that boom's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely right there. And like we even see that with, with our team here. I mean, especially with your sprint group. I mean, the, the depth we have with just our upperclassmen alone. I mean, you have – I mean, you train with Chatwin, Wamsley, Cole, yourself, me, Eddie, Michael. I mean, there's so many top-notch sprint men that we've had, like, depth-wise. Like, how is it, you know, like you're in a locker room or like you're going to practice and you know, like, I'm going to work with these – guys who all me all you guys are 21 mid or faster it's just it's absolutely bananas oh yeah absolutely i mean it's uh i mean it's definitely like kind of gets you into like that competitive mindset every day right you kind of got to you got to realize that i mean if i if you're not bringing your a game at every practice someone is and you're gonna get whooped <laughs> i mean that's, and that's just the fact of the matter it's gonna be like and i mean that, that's kind of the the fun thing about sprinting is a lot of the stuff that we do is really inherently competitive not like i mean is but it's really like a lot of sprint trainings and be a lot of racing a lot of stuff off the blocks a lot of 25s a lot of things where you can kind of a lot of it's really do or die right a lot of it's really like either you're you're there and you're ready to swim or you're going to get left in the dust for the day that's really interesting i mean not interesting but i find it really you know it's really good for me i think just kind of as a competitor because i mean and that and that's not just in the pool that's in the weight room as well you know it's like there to work and you're not there to put up some heavy weight then like someone else is going to come up there and, and put you to shame absolutely so i think the it's kind of the depth in the sprint group has been really good for the competitive side of the team definitely because you got a lot of guys there vying for relay spots and vying for their their spots in the 50s in the hundreds for sure it's really been incredible yeah and like it's hard to believe that you know associate head coach Zach kindly who works with our sprinters you know he's been there as long as you've been there so <laughs> You know, it's hardly like four years, right? So what has been maybe like, I don't know, maybe like one thing might be too small, but like what are one or two things that the group has really taken from him as far as like go to work every day and be the best you can be because, you know, someone could take your spot any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I like to joke with uh, Zach a lot that I'm the only uh, I'm the only person he's coached in Miami for an entire four years. Either other people mm-hmm. have out of his group or moved into his group from other ones. So I'm the – I'm the only real sprinter left, uh, though I like to tease him about. But, um, yeah, I think uh, it's been really interesting, at least for me, kind of from a freshman to my senior year, really see how the sprint program has grown and kind of improved in different ways. Um, I think Zach himself brings a really – I think he also kind of brings that competitive fire to practice. I think he – the reason I think that the Spurs have been doing so well lately – is that he puts in just as much work as we do. I mean, he'll tell us sometimes where he's like, yeah, well, like I wrote this set at like seven o'clock last night. And then I woke up at midnight and was like, well, maybe I should change this. And then I went through three or four edits before like I brought it to you this morning. Right. Or, you know, it's when you see him down his eighth cup of coffee a day and you know, it's like, he's obviously been putting in the work and you want to put in the work so much more. Right, because you've got someone out there who's putting in, you know, just as much work as you are, and you got someone out there who's fighting for you. So it makes you kind of want to push back and, and, and fight, kind of fight and fight for uh, 
kind of the the ideal training situation that they've envisioned. Right? And then I think for him, that really is, you know, that competitive edge within the spring group. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely say that it's gotten harder <laughs> over the past four years. He's definitely made it. He definitely, uh, I, th I think my freshman year, we were kind of, I wouldn't say we we're like, I think a lot of people want to be like, well, we want to be in sprint because uh, we think their sets are easy or whatever. But I think definitely by at least last year there, I mean, there'll be people who are looking over our sets and be like, we do not want to, we do not want to do that one. Cause I see Walmsley over there throwing up after mm -hmm. the, the, the eighth 75 with no warm down. So I think, I think, I think Zach is throughout the kind of years is really, you know, I think gradually just kind of turned up the intensity, both in kind of like his presence on deck, as well as kind of like the, the practices that he writes. And I think it's been a really good change for the spring group. No, yeah, I mean, just seeing you guys go to work every day, and you mentioned, you know, those Tuesday, Thursday afternoon practices, you know, where you guys are doing 875s, you know, like we call them lactic acid days, right, because you're just building them up and you have to go, and it's amazing how you guys can do those. I mean, you know they're coming, too, you know. It's not like a, you kind of sit up and think about it, you know, throughout the day, and it's coming, which is nuts. So I guess let's speak to the team culture here. I know some programs, you know, with a sprint group as deep as – we are, you might, some people might like make enemies or just like, you know, they respect them, but they don't like them. I, that's not a problem with our men's sprint group. Like, do you think that's just a culture thing or just the guys in the team? Or like, where do you think that stems from? I think it stems from kind of a mutual feeling of respect on the team. I think there's kind of like, I think, I think that's a big part of it. I think Miami kind of as an institution really kind of instills that respect for your fellow man kind of like I guess throughout the kind of the whole training program and throughout um kind of Miami so I think a lot of that comes from there is that it's like you might have someone at practice but is it really worth I think is is part of it um I think the captains also are another part of it. They're, they're really good at kind of resolving those conflicts before they become something that's like actually a real on the team. And also I think um, team atmosphere kind of like in the past few years has been more about, I'm, it, it, I think it's, it's trying to become something where it's more like, I'm not going to be mad at that person. I'm just going to be him in practice. And I think kind of comes to that whole competitive edge. I'm not going to fight with him. I'm not going to argue with him. Like I'm going to let my, you know, I'm going to let my swing, my lifting, do my talking for me today. Right. So I think, I think it's kind of a place of mutual respect for like what everyone's doing as well as kind of like that, you know, the, the coach is helping with conflict, not the coach, but the captain's kind of helping with conflict resolution and kind of like, just kind of like competitive atmosphere. No, I mean, that's, that's great, you know, the fact that the captains and you guys just, you know, you respect each other so much that you're not going to let anything that happens kind of, you know, take away from your friendships that you're going to have for a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also kind of plays into the whole, like, team aspect that is – I mean, I think something that's really special about Miami is just that, like, I think that, that a lot of people on this team have too much respect for each other and too much respect for the team and, like, kind of the brand and, like, Miami Swimming and Diving itself to really let something – Petty. I think a lot of teams might kind of suffer from having kind of these petty squabbles that end up being really big fights among their men and women's teams or like between groups or people within groups. I think there, there, there's too much respect um, on the program and the school as a whole for people to really, I think, bring that into like their lives. That's fair. No, I get that completely. I get that completely. So kind of going back, you meet like captains, like, you know, like friends for a lifetime. 
you know, I, I don't – so I guess I'm talking about, you know, we have a senior captain, Spencer Klinsky, who, you know, is from Brentwood, which is right outside Nashville. So, like, did you guys know each other before you got to Miami? Like, talk, like, like harp on that friendship. Yeah, so me and Spencer knew each other from – basically the day I started swimming for club. We started for the same club team, which is Nashville Aquatic Club in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, so, yeah, we became pretty fast friends. And, I mean, we just kind of lucked out that we both ended up going to Miami for swimming. Um, and, I mean, I was going to – I was, yeah, so, like, my recruiting process was a little bit messy, but, like, uh, I ended up coming here as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it really – really excellent to kind of have someone like him who's kind of been like a rock there the whole time. He's just kind of been like, uh, kind of like an anchoring point, you know, somebody who I've known for a really long time. I mean, he's my roommate, roommate for the past two years. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really kind of awesome to have someone to kind of go through that whole, like kind of like first freshman, you know, the first week of freshman year, that kind of whole kind of journey, uh, be really overwhelming, uh, especially if you're in college with no kind of ties to anyone. That was really, really vital for me. And made for him too. I, I can't speak for him, but but kind of having that person that I that I knew going into it, I, I don't think it's nearly as overwhelmed as I could have been. Or no, that's fair. That's fair. I get that completely. So that's cool. So you guys met, you know, your club swimming at you know Nashville Aquatic Club. Uh, so like when you started swimming club, was that when you developed your passion and you kind of realized, hey, maybe I do want to take this to the next next level, like swimming in college? I think. I think club swimming was kind of the precipitation for my kind of like passion for swimming. I think I, so I swam just for my high school team, my freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. I, I remember I went like a 21 nine on a relay or something. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty fast for like a 50 freestyle. So maybe I should kind of pursue this and see kind of how I can go in the sport. I didn't really have it. I mean, didn't really, uh, swimming was the sport that I decided on out of, out of three that I've been playing uh, like through middle school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, like, I mean, if I'm going to, do this, I'm going to see kind of how far in the sport can I go? So I think, I think, I think that inspiration and that passion for swimming came a little bit before joining club, but it was definitely the reason that I just like joined a club swimming team because it was, uh, well, this will give me the opportunity to do mornings, will give me the opportunities to do two a days, a consistent weight schedule, like a lot of things that like, while my high school team was very, like was incredible and everything, I didn't have access to all of that kind of stuff or, you know, that kind of training. Uh, I think, yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. I mean, I, I totally get that, you know, from, you know, high school, you know, popping off a good time and pursuing at the club level. Cause you're right. I mean, it's just, you naturally get more time in the pool, more time in the weight room, all that stuff. And so like, you know, you swim club, you know, sophomore year, then junior year, you know, that's when you start getting phone calls, emails, text messages from, you know, college coaches all over the country. What made Miami stick out to you in that process? So I don't think I actually ever received anything soliciting me to go to Miami. I, uh, my brother went to Miami, uh, older than I am. And, uh, so that, they were always kind of on my radar as an academic choice because I was kind of, I had kind of set, set my sights on being, I want to, I want to have a, a good academic fit first before I kind of look at swimming or anything. And I got some emails from some D3 schools, uh, here and there. And, uh, a few D2 schools and stuff like that. And I wasn't really, uh, you know, I wasn't entirely sure if I really want to go to those schools or anything. And so when I started taking visits my uh, senior year of high school, uh, 
went to Miami and, you know, I went, of course I went in October and it was like the perfect day where it was, you know, maybe like mid sixties, shining, the leaves had just started to turn, like it was gorgeous. So obviously I fell in love with the campus right away. And it's really good, like academic fit for me as well. Um, just kind of how I'd been performing in high school. Uh, they had really good academic aid and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, I like Miami, obviously. It's one of the top schools that I want to go to academically. So maybe I'll just reach out to the coach. And so reached out to the recruiting coach at that time. I guess that was probably the game senior year. And they were like, hey, yeah, we don't know. Maybe, like maybe you can join the team. We're not really sure. And I talked with them here and there for a little while. Um, and then I, I kind of went, kind of radio silence kind of set in. Didn't really hear anything for a while. And then just on whim. Um, and I was kind of, I, I decided to go to Miami. Uh, because just because of the academics and because I was like, I, I really like this school. I don't see myself going anywhere else. I'm not sure if I'll swim there, but I've kind of had my, so I decided to, to go to Miami at that point. And then I remember I was swimming in what I thought was my last meet uh, swimming. And that was my senior year, the futures meet my senior year. I had emailed the Miami recruiting coach and he was like, oh, are you at futures? Yeah, like I'm there too. This was like you know, summer before my freshman year and he was like, okay, yeah, like that's a final meet with you. So I met and I talked with him for a while and he goes, I don't know if I'll have a, it's like a spot for you. It really depends on like kind of what, like Title IX and everything. We have enough spots for, for the men's team if you can come on or not. And I was like, okay, like that's fine. And the next night he, he called me and he goes, well, uh, good news. If you want it, we've got a spot for you and you can join Miami swim team. And I was like, absolutely. Like, yes, I, I want to swim. Absolutely. And yeah, really back since then, it's really been just an incredible uh, process. But it, I always did think it was pretty funny that I didn't join the team until – about two weeks before school started, but it, you know, just kind of snafu and you know how things get, you know, some, like you start email and then kind of things just kind of start to fall off and then, you know, but uh, definitely all worked out in the end. Absolutely. And like I said, you were super happy that, you know, it worked out for you in the end. I think, you know, more so than like you're in, like in the water contributions, what you do outside the water with the guys and with the team as a whole, it just, it goes a lot further than, you know, four years in the water, the things that you do with the team, uh, is that's, that's going to be like a lifetime thing and stuff that you guys will come back for, you know, I mean, you're already guaranteed to come back every five to 10 years because of being part of a Mac championship team. Right. You know, at Miami. So, you know, talk about that. Like, you know, it was pretty much Missouri state's meet to lose. And, you know, we kind of pulled off an upset, which in this sport, you know, that's rare, right? So many upsets don't happen. So, like, talk about, like, that, like, week leading up and, like, the those three days that happened. Yeah, Max, my sophomore year was uh, pretty uh, – it, it was a weird time. The, I, I wasn't even on the MAC team that year. I was, I was on the team, so I was in a really kind of strange position where I was sitting there as a part of the team but also as a spectator for the entire um, And, I mean, it was, it was just weird, right? It was at the beginning of the, beginning of the week that year. Right. So around EMU wasn't hosting anymore um I mean it, again and EMU wasn't going to be a part of that max and so there was just kind of this this I think this energy amongst the team um well year where it was like there there's an opening like someone left the door open and, and like it's kind of time to, it's kind of jump on that time to jump on that opportunity so, you know, for me as a part of the team I mean kind of what you're saying yeah you know, it really it really was not what I did in the pool at all because <laughs> I wasn't in the pool I wasn't swimming but me and the other guys who went to OSU, the Invitational. Uh, I think, I mean, we did what we could, right? We we were in the locker room before every every final session. We'd be there for 
curriculum sessions that we could be there for. We didn't have class and kind of being, uh, tried our best to be kind of be a, a steady presence for the team cheering them on the entire time. Um, I can tell you that I yelled myself hoarse times that week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really incredible. And it, and what was kind of more incredible and what I think kind of shows how close this team is, is that right before we knew we had won in the, uh, the, the final relay of the meet that the, the, Mates of our coaches have been like, hey, like come come downstairs. We want you to be with us when we win, kind of thing. So it was it was like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I was not part of the MAC team, but I was on the team there, and that was something that was really incredible. Was the fact that they, uh, you know, that they, they they thought about you know like us three swimmers who weren't who weren't a part of the MAC team that year, and asked for us to come down with them, and asked for us to jump into the pool with them, and you know, sing the fight song and all of that. So I think that that really says a lot. I think about kind of the cohesive nature of our team. Mm-hmm mutual respect thing. I think even though I was on the Mac team that year, there was a, there, there was still respect for me. And, and of course there's the, the equal amount of respect for them. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like, even though you weren't on deck for the meet, I mean, you still, you know, you still wake up at the crack of dawn three days a week and you still put in the same yards they do. So, I mean, it's absolutely as much of, you know, as your title as it is to those guys that were on deck those days. And, you know, I mean, who knows, you know, maybe without you, you know, making the whale noises and being you, you know, in the sprint group, maybe they're not loose enough and, you know, things don't go their way. So I, I think, you know, everyone can tra- you know, contributes to a championship team, no matter if you're a starter or not. So that's huge. That's so huge. absolutely. I think, I think, I think a lot comes from it is definitely kind of the, the, the energy that you bring and kind of what, what you do in the day to day, right. It's kind of what you do every single day as opposed to what you do on, on a specific three days. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're seeing that now, you know, with, you know, with the team finally getting back together and back in the water as well. And I, I, you know, there's definitely an energy in the air, you know, hopefully we can get that riding because, you know, the season is now officially longer than normal, right? We're going to April, I want to say eighth, <laughs> you know, this year, which, you know, for you guys, you know, normally you know, we're done February, early March. So we have this extra month to kind of get ready to go for that championship run again, which will be fun. Yep, time for the long haul. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> it's back. It's back. We're excited for it. Um, so I'm sure you know you being a part of a conference championship team is probably a highlight of yours. But what are some other highlights of yours from the past three years? And that could be in the pool, out of the pool, just with your teammates, whatever it may be. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Watching and being you know being a part of a championship team, my 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 sophomore year was absolutely a highlight. I, mean, I think that same year I was Mac Swimmer of the Week or Mac something like one of those, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was really cool. I think really though, I think the, I think this might just be really, you know, important to me and really an incredible memory for me just because it might've been, you know, one of the first that I really like associate with kind of the alumni base and kind of the whole culture of Miami swimming and diving. But uh, my freshman year max was also in Miami and there was like over a hundred alumni had come back for that max. And uh, it was just a really incredible experience being an alternate and then still having people scream your name for your prelims race in the morning, you know, right before you go, you don't know who these people are, you know, like they're just alumni who, you know, I guess kept, kept, kept track of kind of what's, uh, what's seen. And like, I think that was really when I felt a part of like kind of that, that bigger Miami university swimming and diving kind of like kind of the, and getting to know the alumni afterwards and all that kind of stuff was really, like the most moving as well as kind of like important moments 
of the four years here was being able to see that like this is not just a four year thing like these guys are coming back after 30 years of not swimming and they're still showing up for a like a mid-american conference and cheering on people who they don't know personally yet know each other afterwards but like i just thought that was really incredible yeah and a huge plus of of hosting a conference championship meet is that like you said i mean you have guys that swam here from the 1950s all the way to you know like i'm sure Ward and Pelican and Wagner and those guys who just graduated they're going to come back for this year as well. So just seeing that collection of the you know, alum from decades upon decades coming back for a moment, you know, is is incredible. And that, like you said, the fact that like they know who you are and you haven't met, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred of those guys, which is just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it really kind of opened my eyes to how how much this is going to play into my life, not just now, but kind of for the rest of my life. And I really, really, really just kind of like the the holistic aspect, I guess, of, of Miami University swimming and diving. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I always say, you know, the nice thing about Miami is that, I mean, you always have a place to call home, you know, throughout your time in life. And like I said, you will have reasons to come back for conference championships, for, you know, celebrating, you know, like the 10-year, you know, uh, like what anniversary of you guys winning a title. And, you know, hopefully we can, have two trips for you as far as that season uh so yeah no we're just we're really lucky to have that alumni base be with us you know through thick and thin which is cool so now going you know this is your senior year it's your swan song as far as that goes uh what are some highlights that you have for your or like a highlight some of the goals you may have uh for the team and for yourself um I think that this year, at least starting with the team, I think this year is another kind of open door year. Um, I don't think anyone's really ready for kind of what's going on right now. All over the place, teams can get quarantined, individuals can get quarantined, and two weeks out of the water is a lot of time. That's a lot of time to try and make up. So I really think that the team that has the, like can adapt the best and the team that can kind of embrace that weird aspect of what's going on right now, the best is going to be the team that wins at the end of the day. I say that on both accounts, men and women. I think that, I think that this is really an open door year for some really high scoring events and, and team, you know, we might win. It'd be incredible. So I think that, I mean, obviously that's always the end goal is to win a MAC championship. Um, also, I mean, I, I know I kind of, I think another, maybe a little bit more kind of sentimental um, goal for me is that I really, I really want the, the freshmen to feel like pretty included this year. I feel like they kind of like how we, cause like I, I kind of got gypped out of, you know, my senior year welcome week. I feel like the freshmen got gypped out of their welcome week. So I feel, I, I really want to kind of see like that kind of cohesive unit, uh, you know, kind of like encompass them as well. I don't want them to feel like they're kind of like, you know, the new, like may not the newcomers, but like they're the outsiders anymore, you kind of thing. So I don't want them to kind of feel like they're a part of this team as well. I think that's kind of maybe like a social goal of the team is kind of more that it's like, it's just trying to be accepting of like a lot of kids that like, I mean, I don't even really know them that well. <laughs> like, I don't think I can tell you all their names right now. Whereas at this point in the season, I could usually list them off pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of feel like bad for them. Just kind of, I feel bad that we haven't been able to get to know them very well yet. So I think that would probably be like my social goal for the team uh, besides the championship. And then uh, personally, I think, <laughs> I think finishing out, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, again, it's been a weird, weird year. And this is where I thought I would be my senior year um, shape wise, <laughs> or even really just kind of like what's going on. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I think, I think finishing out and, and being able to put up some good times 
on the uh, on the scoreboard while I'm doing that. I think is really just my my end goal right now. Those are, I mean, across the board, awesome goals. And I really like that you said the social aspect. I mean, obviously, you know, we have to, you know, follow the guidelines, all that stuff, and be really careful. But I mean, I agree that you know, your senior year is not going the way you thought it would, and these freshmen, you know, coming from all over the states and all over the world don't get that traditional experience. And I think what helps most athletes is they get here and they automatically have a group of friends. You know, it's taking a little bit longer than we would have all liked. Um, But I think at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be coming back to normal at some point here soon. And, um, you know, then they'll be like, Oh yeah, like that was a weird time. And, you know, but it's in the past. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just like I mean, I know I really like valued my um my first few weeks at Miami. I mean, I let I met everyone on the team and like I really in those first few weeks I've met some people that I still talk to daily. Right. So you know, I, I just really want to be able to kind of like reach that out like you know, like kinda of, like reach out to them and kinda of have that kind of same experience. I want them to kind of have the same experience of, you know, that was that was really welcoming and incredible kind of first few weeks of Miami. Even though it might be a little bit pushed back now. But now that they're out of quarantine, hopefully we can uh Start getting all rolling. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now we're all back, you know, getting back to normal. As far as, you know, we're able to practice together now. That's, that's huge. That's huge. So, yeah. About that for sure. Well, awesome. Well, you know, now it's kind of that, that last part, you know, everyone's favorite part, this, uh, these rapid fire questions. So, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. Awesome. Favorite place to eat in Oxford? Steinkellers. I think, yeah, I think I got to go Steinkellers. They've got, I mean, one, you eat steak. Steak sure. night's incredible. Wednesday nights, steak, mashed potatoes, another side. Like you can't, you can't beat that. I think it's all fourteen dollars or something. Yeah. It's an incredible price. So yeah, no, I Stein Keller's hands down. We'll go there. You know, whenever I'm in Oxford. That's right. You are the first one to say that. Believe it. Really? Not. Yeah. I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of big on deli. You know, SDS so high. But no, you're the first one to say Steins. So. Big fans. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, favorite place to eat back home? Oh, that's hard. Um, there's a little, uh, there's a little like Euro shop, a little like Greek food shop that's uh, near my house. In just give you this big pita stuffed with Euro meat and all like the fixings. It's incredible. All for really cheap. It's called Sam's Kebab Euro. I think that's probably going to be. I used to eat there like every day after work um over the summer so i think i think that's that's probably gonna be my my favorite place in nashville i mean that's awesome it's cool that it's not like a traditional like you know country or like fried chicken answer that most people that go to nashville go to so i appreciate you going outside the box there yeah i mean i will i will say if we're going hot chicken big fan of hattie b's i think that's personally my favorite hot chicken in nashville i know they're not necessarily the original but i think i think they do a pretty dang good job so if you're going for hot chicken i'm gonna say hattie b's there you go. Now, speaking of, you know, Hattie B's, they also have great desserts. So are you a peach cobbler or a banana pudding guy? Oh, gosh. That's actually one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked. Peach cobbler or banana pudding? Oh, gosh. I mean, I mean, it's actually really difficult. I think if you'd said blueberry cobbler, it would have been the cobbler. Okay. But I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lock in with banana pudding there. That's fair. That's fair. No, I mean, I know their banana pudding and their cobblers, all fruit variety is, is absolutely incredible. So yeah, I get that. I get that. 
Uh, would you rather be an NCAA champion or a world record holder? A world record holder. I, I got I to gotta get a world record holder. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, like the, I like the idea of my name being on a plaque. Like, uh, oh, yeah. World record, Matthew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, what's a better joke in your opinion, a dad joke or a one-liner? I, I mean, I would probably say it's situational for the most part, but generally I, I'll chuckle at jet dad jokes for the most part for a while. So they're not like the most laugh out loud funny, but like they're the ones you just keep thinking about and kind of chuckling about. So I'd definitely say dad jokes for me at least. That's fair. That's fair. Now, now speaking of, of dad jokes, I know you and Coach Jake, you know, you definitely have had your fun with like, you know, like before big meets, like, you know, shave it down and having fun like with your mustache designs and all. Is yep. one that you've always like wanted to try, or like a personal favorite of yours that you go to during taper season? What do you mean? Just kind of a beard, beard, yeah, from- beard, goatee, mustache, chops. I mean, whatever. I mean, you got you got to stick with the stash. I it's the championship stash. You got to have one. I, I think I think if you're not walking onto your your van with a mustache, then you're doing something wrong. I think before you go to your big meet, I think there, I think you have to go mustache for your big meet. And that's like the last thing you shave off when you're shavering, when you're shaving before you meet. I mean, I know even James, James McGuire will keep his through the first night of relays at max he's not until, you know, the next day. So he'll keep his, you know, have his mustache the whole time. So yeah, you got to go mustache. It's a classic. You can't beat that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, what is your go-to hype up song? Go-to hype up song. Um, Oh god, I could probably rap god, rap god Eminem. Oh, that's okay. M. I think for I think for for hype up music. I love that. No, you're also the first person to say M. A lot of first with you tonight, which is awesome. Actually, I think I'm gonna. I, mean, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna say that or Kill Shot by Eminem. No. Two good songs, especially right before Fifty Freestyle. That's fair. That's fair. No, he is. I mean, obviously, he's a legend in the game, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, last but not least, you know, traditional Saturday morning. You go to the pool. It's gonna be one of two sets. Which do you prefer, six one hundreds or eight fifties? Neither. <laughs> See, yeah. I mean, there used to be a third option there, which was three broken twos, which was really my speed. But uh, okay. But I will say, I guess nowadays, oh gosh, it's really. Do you want the slow burn, or do you just want it over with? I think it's really what you use. What you're kind of asking there. <laughs> I six ones, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've seen my eight fifties. It doesn't go very well, you know, like four to eight in any round. So I got, I got to get. I guess go six ones. I, I, I feel like I'm betraying myself by saying it, but yeah, six ones. I, I think just the fact that there are less rounds. I think people mentally are like, okay, there's less rounds. I'm gonna get through it. But I mean, I understand both sides. I mean, it's definitely like as of right now. I think it's like. Eight people have said eight fifties, and then you are the sixth person to say six ones. So it's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, I think if I was a backstroker, I'd probably say eight fifties. Don't have to get out as much, but like, mm, that's true. It's, it's like incredibly tiring getting out <laughs> of eight times, or I guess what, twenty four times. Yeah, yeah that's, rough. that's rough. But hey, it's a it's a great way to you know you have it Saturday morning, then you have the rest of your weekend to uh, recover, recoup, do homework. Yeah. Hang out with the group. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, 
I mean, that's it for tonight's episode. So, Webby, thank you so much for joining us again. It's always a pleasure getting to talk to you on this basis. Hopefully, we get to do this more on Wednesday afternoons when we're able to get back in person on a more regular basis. But I know we'll see you soon on deck. And thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course.